It's almost more than I can take Baby, when you touch me I can feel how much you love me Good morning, Denver. Welcome to the Inevitable Radio Show. Because you are inevitable. Life is inevitable. We are all powerful creatures, amazing beings. Every one of you, and there's nobody out there listening to this show that's broken or dysfunctional. It's just strategies. So today, we're going to begin moving into content uh, that I do in a lot of my marital and couples work, a lot of helping uh, singles create magical relationships for themselves. We're going to begin moving into that. And uh, today, uh, I'm going to actually lead off with uh, some of my more uh, unconventional stuff in relationships. We're going to lay out masculine and feminine energy. And what it means, what does masculine and feminine energy mean versus men and women or gender or sexuality? What does it mean to have masculine and feminine energy? And and when you look at life that way, what are we going to learn? What's going to be revealed to us? Um, Masculine and feminine energy. And if you're a feminist out there, because there's going to be a moment for feminists that uh, has a little bit of challenges, the only thing I ask is to let me get to the end of my introduction here, and I'll have one question for you. I want you to stay and listen to the rest of the show, because I'll answer it for you in a different way than you've ever thought. But I'm not going to ask that question yet. Here's masculine and feminine energy. And, And when you think and hear me and feel what I'm talking about, do not think of masculine and feminine as you've traditionally thought about it, that it's uh, sexuality or it's body parts or it's gender, it's energy. And let me give you the core characteristics of each one. Masculine energy is about drive. It's about purpose. It's about focus. It's about achievement. It's directed. It's linear. It is about, I've got to go from here to there and do something, build something, create something, destroy something, heal something. It is an energy pattern that is directed at accomplishing something. That's masculine energy. And we all have both elements, by the way. That's why this doesn't have anything to do with gender, necessarily. And it doesn't have anything to do with sexuality. It has to do with what the core energy pattern, what is the truth of it, what does it render, and and what does this all mean in the end for you. Feminine energy, on the other hand, pure, raw, organic feminine energy is about love. It's about connections. It's about bonding. It's about two energy patterns connecting, enveloping, enfolding, loving, repelling, attracting, emotions. Masculine is the energy of thought. Feminine is the energy of emotions. And again, we all have those energies. One of the prime examples I like to use is when a child runs out into the middle of a street. Whether you're a man or woman, what energy pattern do you instantly go to in order to do what you need to do? Yeah, that's right. Masculine. 
you run out into the middle of the street, grab his ass, and drag him back over to the sidewalk. And then what pattern does virtually all humans go to? Feminine. You hug them. You hold them. You get mad at them. What did you do? Oh, are you saved? Anything happened out there? Oh, my God, you scared the crap out of me. We go feminine, and we love them. We connect with them. We emote with them. Now, just as I told feminist soldier thought, guys, hold your thought, because I'm going to talk about feminine energy, and when you go feminine, and a lot of, again, just cultural references to that is like, hey, wait a second, I'm not gay, I'm not, I'm not feminine, I don't do that stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about it. It's energy. You have to hold your questions, too. But the biggest question I'll hold to the end. So masculine and feminine. Masculine is about drive, achievement, results, success, focus, purpose, accomplishments. Feminine is about connections. It's just about being in touch, really touch, not just talking to, but really feeling an intimacy, a vulnerability, a connection to another person. Now, I'm going to begin my story with where this culture is energetically, and it, it, and it begins really back in the Depression days, because that's where we were cruising along, and we had very traditional roles for men and women. Men were out of the house doing work. Women were at home taking care of things, raising children. In society, you, you can, there's, a, there's a lot of exceptions to this. Unlike a lot of things where I tell you virtually all, this is one of those areas there's a lot of very broad exceptions to. But in general, most men were out of the home working, being masculine. Most women were home in a feminine energy space, connecting, nurturing, taking care of, loving, bonding. When the Depression hit and families began getting split up and, and, and challenging things happened in very broad ways, and it led into World War II when now a whole generation of men went off to world wars, one very curious thing happened to women. They had to step up and get out of the home and become Rosie to the Riveter. They began taking on masculine energy chores. They began doing things. They ran our factories. They were the backbone that ran this country. While the men were off fighting the wars, women were running the country. And children, for many parts, they were paying their part to this story, too. Because dad was gone and, and mom's out working and that's where latchkey kids start to appear. Now, bookmark that moment. The war is over. Men are returning. I need to give you another characteristic of masculine and feminine. There are three stages of how this energy appears. And again, remember, masculines drive achievement, accomplishments, feminines, love, emotions, intimacy, vulnerability. There's three stages it appears. In stage one energy, you are raw, pure, organic, masculine, or feminine. But the intention and purpose of it is selfish. It's for you. And again, there's, there's absolutely no judgment or nothing wrong with a man in feminine energy or a woman in masculine energy. It's just an energy. And it flows and it ebbs and it, and it intensifies and it goes away in a paragraph. You might be masculine talking about this. 
you get an email on your BlackBerry and it's it's your mom and you you feel a connection and you're feminine for a moment and you go back to man. It's an ebbing and flowing energy. Again, that's why it's not about gender. It's not about sexuality. It's not about body parts. It's about energy. Thank you for listening to the Inevitable Podcast. Please visit our website for more information on this extraordinary coaching system at www.theinevitableu.com. Then, sign up for your two-week free trial of our membership to gain access to hundreds of hours of amazing content and tools just like this. Now, back to Bill. Now, stage one. So if a being, typically a man in this metaphor, but it can be a woman, if a being is in masculine energy, meaning their drive, their focus, their purpose, their confidence, their result is all about me, hey, look at me. Look what I can build. Look what I can do. I'll get fame. I'll get fortune. It's about my ego. That's just stage one energy. If it's feminine energy in stage one, it's about love me for me. Connect to me for me. If you don't love me, it's about me. I'm hurt. It's about me. Now I'm going to jump to stage three. Stage three is the same raw, organic energy pattern, but it reverses itself. It's for you. I'm going to build. I'm going to destroy. I'm going to create. I'm going to focus. I'm going to accomplish. I'm going to drive for you, for the planet, for the world, for the good of society, for service. And if I'm going to love you, connect to you, emote with you, be vulnerable, be intimate with you, have this connection, and it's for you, that's stage three energy. Now, I skip stage two. What's that? It's in the middle. It's androgynous. It's balanced. You have an equal presence of masculine and feminine desires, drives, because when you think about it, Masculine and feminine energy, they both want and desire different things. Masculine energy wants to get something done. Feminine energy wants to feel good about it. Masculine energy wants to focus on a problem so it can solve it. Feminine energy wants to focus on a problem because it connects to it and feels the emotion of the solution, not the success of the solution. So when you're in a balanced energetic state where you have this mix and you're not driven and you, you're connected with your emotions and you're connected with your emotions at an appropriate level and you're still trying to solve some. When you look at these balanced states, those are stage two. Now, back in the 50s, stage two was not a big energy pattern. I'm going to explain that. So men returned from the war in the 50s, late 40s. And women have been out of the home. And men, when they returned from the war, and again, broad, broad generalizations, but these... I would submit to you, as a broad pattern, men returned from the war, they were exhausted, they had been overseas, they had seen, for the most part, some tough things, but they returned from the war and they wanted things to go back the way they were. They wanted to forget all that and they wanted women back in the home, put your high heels on, put your aprons on, get your vacuum cleaners out, and go back to vacuuming. And they were going to take over the jobs, and they had the GI Bill, and they were getting educated, and they were going out and, and becoming successful and making money and doing it for their families, for sure. But again, when you look at the predominant energy patterns, many men came back in a very stage one state. And many women who had experienced the taste of success and the taste of their power and what they were really capable of and didn't want to be jammed back into the home, and men, frankly, didn't handle it very well, energetically, women began to rebel. Women led the revolution. The 60s, in many parts, particularly from the feminist revolution, was led by women. They weren't going to take this crap anymore. We have a decade-plus of these 
pig-headed, blankety-blank men. Yeah, we don't, we're not going to take it anymore. We're just as powerful. We're just as capable. We can do everything you can do, and we can do it better. And so women were taught, young women of the 60s were taught to have drive, to have focus, to have purpose, to accomplish. But guess what? They did it through masculine energy. And that's not that that's a bad thing. It's an is thing. It's an awareness thing because this is all going to wrap into your relationship and what that means. Let's add another. We, We threw in stage one through three energy patterns. Polarity, and polarity in the physical sense is defined by the differential between. So a north and south pole of a magnet has polarity. The bigger the polarity, meaning the bigger the differential, the bigger the opposite, the bigger the energy that's created. So when we look at what creates energy in a relationship, juice, electricity, chemistry, passion, drive, those energetic words, it's produced by polarity. So the greater the difference between the masculine and feminine energy, the greater the polarity, the greater the drive, the greater the chemistry, the greater the juice that takes place between that couple. So in this energy space, as women begin to flip energy patterns and appear more masculine energy. Again, you can be incredibly feminine, look feminine, be very, very attractive. But if your energy drive where you predominantly spend your time, where you believe your reality is created, is from a masculine energy place, it's not a judgment, it's not wrong, it's not bad. I just want you to understand it in a different way than you've ever been taught. Because I'm going to tell you how it impacts your relationships today. So it's the 60s. Women's drive for masculine energy to get out of the second-class citizen location that they discovered in World War II, and then when they were reversed back, were not happy with, in part driven by the fact men were much more stage one as a predominant drive. Now, in that space, if you're sensing and feeling the shift, the societal energy shift, the cultural shift for women to go masculine, if men and women are to have successful relationships, what energy direction must men take? Yeah, feminine. They have to get feminine energy. And while women create more drive for success... Men have to become more feminine. And I think if you look at the last 40 years, it's very evident and obvious. We have spent a lot of time emasculating young boys and teaching them more feminine energy characteristics. Now, again, don't take this into the wrong direction. It's an energy discussion. It's not a, oh, I'm gay, if you think that's bad, or no, I'm a guy and I'm not doing that. Men, when they adopt more energy characteristics in the feminine realm, they show more compassion. They show more empathy. They're better communicators at the emotional level. And little boys were taught, sit down, shut up, listen to your classmate. You know, everything's about this and that. 
boys were not encouraged to be these little warriors, these little running around creatures that, you know, are very, very masculine drive. And even think about this. This is one thing that drives everybody crazy, particularly if you like the direction the 60s took. You can take children generally when they're four or five years old, and I don't care how much training you give them up until they're four or five. A little girl will take a rock and turn it into a doll and love it, and a little boy will take a rock and turn it into a weapon and start a war and begin fighting. That's their natural energy patterns on average in the studies and research that support this. About 80% of humans, their natural predominant core energy, meaning they spend more time there, they problem solve from there, they create reality from there, more of that takes place is congruent with their gender. So about 80% of boys and men are predominantly masculine energy at their core. Girls and women are predominantly feminine at their core. About 10% are androgynous, meaning they're truly balanced, and about 10% are flipped. And again, that's not about sexuality, it's about energy. So there are some men that are incredibly masculine and incredibly warrior-like, but they have these incredible hearts, they're vulnerable, they're intimate, they create incredible love and incredible vulnerability and bonding and connecting with humans. It's not a sexuality thing. It's an energy thing. Thank you for listening to the Inevitable Podcast. Please visit our website for more information on this extraordinary coaching system at www.theinevitableu.com. Then sign up for your two-week free trial of our membership to gain access to hundreds of hours of amazing content and tools just like this.